The Emotionally Uncomfortable Podcast is going live. Yes, you heard that correct. You can come ask your questions and get free live coaching. I'm going to be talking about all things attracting profit and parenting, which if you've been around for a while, profit equals time flexibility, emotional freedom, and all things money and wealth building. And of course, parenting. Come ask about why your kids do what they do, how to motivate your teens, and how you can become the adults they need. And the cool side effect is you can apply these principles to other relationships in your life, like your marriage, team building, and even your own parents. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live to check out the next live podcast recording dates and topics. That's heatherchauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. See you there. Okay, today I'm going to have a very unique conversation um, that you are going to hear. And this is all about how to raise highly intuitive children. So I want you to meet my friend, Andrea Anderson. You can check her out at andreachapmananderson.com. So Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A. Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Okay. I want to tell you a backstory. When I met Andrea, this was over 10 years ago. We were in a group together. First of all, you probably hear my kids in the background. I've just given up on trying to tame my children when I'm recording because life just doesn't happen like that anymore. Anyways, so... I met Andrea over 10 years ago. When I met her, she had a book and her book was on helping her sons heal. They had a diagnosis of being on the spectrum. And when I met this woman, I really connected with her. And what I loved about her is I see her as a healer. I see her as a healer of um, of families and children. And she wrote this book and it was all about how she got her children off the spectrum and all the things that she did. And she's really big into nutrition and all of that. But more importantly, like that was a decade ago. And so since then, Andrea and I have connected here and there, and she's completely like released that book. She's like, you know what? I've grown grown so much since then. And I said to her, I believe that parents need to hear the conversation of like, what do we do when we think we are raising highly intuitive children, like spirited children, like children that, you know, if you talk about these things with a physician or a therapist, they may think you're crazy and they may not understand. So I want to create a safe space when you're raising that child that like you think has a high intuition and sees things that we don't all see. So that's the conversation I'm having with Andrea today of like, how do we really truly see and accept our children without trying to always fix them from our own place of fear? So I hope you go into this conversation with an open mind and an open heart and follow Andrea, send her a message on Instagram, and you are welcome to take a screenshot of this conversation and tag me on Instagram as well at Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N. Let's dive in. Hello, Miss Andrea. Hey there, Heather. 
All right. We're going to make some magic today. We're going to see where this conversation goes. So before we dive in, I just want everyone to hear me when I say that Andrea is magic. She's a healer. I think this is my perspective of you. Um, Highly integrated into healing. And I've known you for over 10 years. And you know, when you just meet those people that you can call them connected, but they're, you can have those deep, intuitive conversations with them. And it's like, yes, we don't even have to like put words to it. There's just a communication. So I wanted to interview you with the topic of how to raise highly intuitive children. And and then you said to me, that's not the language or that's not how I see it. But this is what I see out in the world. So we're going to have a conversation about that. This is what I see out in the world is parents just desperate for answers of what is going on with their children's behavior. And we read the books, we go to the doctors, we go to functional medicine, we do the things, we get the testing, we're searching maybe for a diagnosis to be like, tell me, tell me, tell me that part of my brain needs something. But beyond the supplements, beyond the food, beyond all the suggestion from everyone else, what if we are just raising highly intuitive children that don't fit in to the educational system or they're always going to go through the world a little bit? I'm not going to call them more vulnerable, but like maybe more open centers in their bodies. So I'm curious your perspective on that. Yeah. You've noticed with the work that you've been doing with women and children. Uh, well, I got goosebumps when you first said, um, you mentioned school and, um, or maybe my mind went to that, but just these kids and just showing up differently and not fitting in the boxes, not fitting into the traditional school boxes. And the, even sometimes the um, extracurricular activity boxes, like all these different places where kids act a certain way, show up a certain way, are supposed to perform in a certain way. Um And us as parents, it becomes hard for us because we're all built to be pleasers. We're built, we were, we, we show up wanting to feel good about ourselves. And we, we thought along the way, or maybe we still think at times that if our kids show up like everybody else, they'll be accepted. We'll be accepted as moms, but that's all bullshit. And those kids weren't meant to be in those boxes. So they show up as who they really are with what they really feel doing what they want to do because they haven't learned to do otherwise yet. And we want to like temper that. We want to like etch away at that and change that. But really, we're supposed to accept them exactly as they are and meet all those challenges that they bring to us and all the questioning that they bring to us within ourselves and shift that. So that's like, yeah. So I understand this because yeah. I've been crying in fetal position as a mother for 18 years. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, I'm joking. Yeah. But what I mean, but what I mean by that is looking at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. while also helping my children navigate the world. Yeah. Now, my question for you today is. How do we see and accept our children and meet them like, oh, this is your experience, but 
where do we intervene with technologies, modalities? Like, where's that line between trying to help our children thrive versus trying to subconsciously maybe fix our children? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a tricky line, I'll tell you, because I have struggled with that one for years. And many times I felt like I landed with it in a way that felt right. And other times I was like, ah, the fuck am I doing? So, um, yeah, so it's getting clear, right? You need to get quiet and get clear with what feels right for us. But to back up a little bit, I also, with me looking at my kids, what I would do is I would look at them and I'd see what was going on and try to understand where I could relate to them, where I had done the same thing in some way, shape, or form somewhere throughout my life, whether it was a week ago or 20 years ago. So I could just move into empathy. And I, I didn't consciously do that. I just, it just started to do that. I was like, wait a minute, how can I get upset? How can I get mad? How could I, let me just try to understand this. And then from there, it, I would go into acceptance. So that's not always the easy thing, but it's, Oh, like using tools, I have certain things that I would do to work myself into a space of not necessarily loving or condoning what they were doing, but accepting, meaning I could get to a space of being more neutral, more content and okay with it. And then I would move into a space of, okay, now what do I want for them? And I have to be willing to have it not be that so that I won't struggle with them. And then there's a real important piece. I would then take time to see them through eyes of love. Mm. So even when they would do something and I would get triggered again, it was like, okay, let me see what's going on here. Let me accept this. I want them to do this. They're not doing this. I have to be okay with this. Let me talk to them about how I'm feeling when we're both in a good space. Now, I also don't want to walk around going, how can I fix this? They need to do this. And they're not doing this because now... Every time they're around me, they show up and feel the energy of they're not enough every single freaking time. So I need to be okay and love them fully and genuinely. So seeing them through eyes of love looks like this. Like if you've heard of... I just tell you when you said that, like almost instant tears. And I think because my little Heather is coming out, right? The little child in me who's like... If I just had a caregiver who fully, like a parent who was like, we're going to help you. We're going to figure that out. Maybe they were trying to do it from, you know, good intentions, but that energy of like unconditional love. Right. Yeah. That's all our children want. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's what we all flourish under. We don't flourish under needing to be changed and having someone want to change us. We want to run away from that shit. If you have a partner who does that, you're like, oh, I'm out right now. I'm going for a walk. I can't deal with this. Or worse, right? It's controlling. It's controlling energy. Yeah, you can feel it. So, and then the interpretation often is, like I said before, I'm not enough because someone's doing this. So I must change to be okay, which is not really the truth. So it looks like this, Heather. If you go into an exercise called Positive Aspects, um, Abraham Hicks shares it, but basically this is what I do. It's, um, a spinoff of this, if not practically all this. Um, okay. So you look at your kid and even if they're not present, look at a picture of that and just start rattling off 
or think if you're driving, because I did this many times driving in the car, what you love about them. You're going to start to say the same things over and over for a while because you have certain thoughts in your brain. They're well-worn patterns. And then you're going to start to move through that and just keep driving, making dinner, whatever you're doing and saying what you love about them. After a while, you're going to go deeper. You're going to hit on examples that give you goosebumps or make you cry. You just made the shift. You are seeing them with the eyes of love again. Mm. I don't care if you have to do this 10 times a day, or maybe some days you don't get to that, but the next day you just do it as many times as you need to, to come back to the feeling of love for them, not the concept of love. A quick word about today's sponsor, AG1. It's important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword, It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop because it's tested for over 950 contaminants and banned substances, while most of industry standards typically only test for 10. Isn't that crazy? And bonus, my kids love it, especially my teens. Trust AG1 for consistent daily support. Take control of your well-being with AG1. Experience it now and enjoy a complimentary one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 along with five free travel packs with your initial purchase at drink. AG1, the number one, dot com forward slash EU. That's drink AG1 dot com forward slash EU. Ooh, that's a big one. Feeling of love, not the concept of love. So, I know that we could probably talk forever and ever because like my brain is going into, oh, yes, you could use this in other areas of your life, but we're going to stay on the topic of I'm just going to label it as highly intuitive children. In your experience, maybe with your own children or people that you know you've worked with, do you see a correlation with parents giving birth or you know, children entering their lives who are highly intuitive to awaken their intuition. Yes. Bingo. Tell me more about that. Yeah. us, Our kids bring us what we need the most every single time. So I needed to um, be able to feel better about myself. There was something in me that wanted to and didn't know how to. And so I had two kids who had different things going on. So it was like no denying to the world that I was imperfect and what others would perceive as imperfect. And so were my kids. And so I did everything I could to try to make them be so like everybody else. And it was the opposite of what they needed for a while. And I needed. So I needed to learn to listen to my intuition when it came to making choices for them and for me. And when I made choices that didn't work for us, um, enough times that it like hit me in the face 
I realized I needed to use my intuition and not my logic. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's talk about that. Intuition versus logic. So a lot of adults are stuck in logic because they get into that energy. Maybe it's a career path. Maybe they use it as a coping mechanism to protect their hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're stuck in logic. So they're living from logic or living from fear or living from guilt. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you switch? Like I can get that now where I'm like, I need to be a little more logical or check, check, check versus I need to be in my feelings and intuition and I can flow back and forth, but I couldn't always do that. Yeah. Yeah. So logic for me is feeling what feels right and better for me. So if there's a flow, like when I think of doing something, there is an ease to going in that direction. I need to go that direction. Um, with my kids, with myself. So, and if I look at something, I'm like, Ugh, that looks like, mm, and I get that feeling, then it usually means it's not the way. I know there's a fine line in there. I was going to say, well, what about resistance? You knew I, I was going to say that. I know because it's true because sometimes it's like the thing we need to do feels so hard. But sometimes if we keep doing the thing that feels so hard, we see that we're really just making it harder on ourselves and and hitting our head against the wall. And really, if we go with the more easeful way, we can always change gears. We can always see, but I'm going to tell you when I have two ways to go, I like to go the more easeful way. I say I like to, because I still hit my head against the wall with things, right? Logic creeps in. But when I go the more easeful way, I usually get what I need in a way that flows and is a lot easier, people, circumstances, things start to align for me that if I was doing this with something, I just made it harder on myself. So there is a fine line and it's hard. In this conversation, it would be hard to go deeper with the whole thing. But the idea is try. If you don't know, then you can always try both. There's You can always just shift gears, right? We make one decision, oh, too hard. I'm going to go this way. Oh, holy shit, that's a lot easier. And I actually got what I needed for my son or my daughter or whatever. There you go. And there's a little bit, there's a difference between like, there's a path and you're going down the path and there's just like, I'm, I'm just staring at trees. That's why I'm going to use this analogy. Like a tree fell down. So then you have to climb over the tree. So it stops you for a moment, but you still climb over the tree, but the path is still there. And you're like, okay, this is an easeful path. There's just little bippy bippy. I just made that up blocks. So it could be like, Ooh, my fear is triggered. My whatever's triggered. Okay. I probably that oop, I'm still there versus like you said, beating like against the wall. So let's bring this back to children. Yeah. So you and I have had many conversations about this, but our kids are getting older. Now they're going into adulthood, like teen adulthood. And this is fascinating to me because when I think actually raising children is wildly egotistical. And yes, it's personal growth on steroids, but when they're small, you have so much control what they eat, what they put into their, what else they put into their bodies, what they wear, what time they go to bed. And then they get older and all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, like you're going to go off to college or university or you're going to do this or you're going to travel or you're going to, and it's like, no, 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 no. This, this child is a like soul having a human experience and they are becoming an adult. That is like, not mine to control. So that controlling energy comes back. Mm -hmm. And then that child, just like us as an adult, 
may or may not know what intuition is, may or may not know how to tune into themselves. And so sometimes we are either out of fear pushing against the wall because we're scared of like, we got to, they got to be normal again. They got to be like, I'm using air quotes, mainstream or watching our children do that as well. Knowing you're like, honey, just pick go over here. And it's like, it always comes back to like acceptance of self, it seems. So Mm -hmm. any, any like advice for parents listening to this that are raising highly intuitive children that are now becoming teens and adults, like young adults, where they saw it as children and they could kind of control it a little bit, but now they're really going out into the world and struggling. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Heather, I really still feel like it comes back to acceptance, acceptance, finding a way to accept where they're at. Um, And there are tools out there and I can always talk to you later about it and so forth, but there's tools that start to accept And then to see them with eyes of love again, because they're going to feel that. And that's already support. They're already going to be more willing for the most part to open up to even a little bit more with what they're feeling, what's going on, because they feel accepted from you and they feel genuine love from you. When we start to get worried, we're already working on how to fix them. And now they're feeling something different than love and acceptance. So, really, those two pieces to me, are pivotal. We go there and we can open things up to attract different, I like to say, circumstances, people, and situations that help us to then continue to raise our vibration, meaning be in other states that help us to feel good in this lifetime. You keep saying love and acceptance. Yeah. Seeing them with eyes of love and acceptance, but doing specific things to get us there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm all about if we need to see that within our children, do you think there's a part of ourselves that we need to see? Bingo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what do you find that that usually is when you're raising, like, I'm going to go back to highly intuitive child. Mm -hmm. What is the part that we need to love and accept? That even when we haven't, all the things that trigger us, even when we haven't parented perfectly, we haven't done the things we've wanted to do, that it's okay. The more we get down on ourselves, the lower our energy is, and the more we just sort of start to wallow in shitty situations. Mm -hmm. So we're no good to them or ourselves unless we want to attract more crap in our lives. So to accept when we're totally imperfect, because every single person on this earth is, And to accept that we're doing the best that we can. Accept, accept. So if you have to, write the shit you don't like and then write a few things, if not more, of things that you love. Or I just find it easier to say this shit out loud because I don't always take the time to write it, write it, write it, even though I love to, right? Like we're moms, we have stuff going on. Make your dinner and do this. Do this when you're driving the car. Take the time when you feel like you're starting to get on your own case to figure out what you accept and love about yourself. Yeah. There's always more in the little box to find where we can love and accept ourselves more. Yeah. yeah. What um, what advice do you have for your, like, would you say to your younger self, like your new mom self, like going back to that version of you, what did she need to hear? It's all okay. It's all okay. Mm. All the shit you think that's not okay with you or right about you or your boys, 
it's okay. It's actually all okay. Easy peasy. Yeah, right. (laughs) Where can people find more of you? What do you got going on, Andrea? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can find me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I'll give you that info to share. Um, But then also my website's andreachapmananderson.com. If you want to check me out there. And then monthly, I have a free Zoom call that I do for people. And it's specifically for moms who want to shift out of heavier emotions like anxiety, stress, so that they can feel more at peace, be able to handle the chaos, and also create more harmony in their family. But that also means seeing our kids for who they really are, showing up in a way where they get to grow and live into their own potential. Yeah. So there we go. I love it. Um, there's something, yeah, children trigger our deepest stuff and bring us back home to ourselves if we're willing to go there. And you are, I will attest to this, one of those guides that can help everyone get there. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Heather. It's been great. All right. So there you have it. The biggest takeaway that I had from Andrea's conversation is... I wrote it down. It was the concept of love versus the feeling of love. And I think that is the gift of intellectualizing versus feeling. And I see so many parents struggle with this. They listen to the podcast, they read the books, and you're, you understand the concept. You've intellectualized the concept, but to actually feel it. And so I think that's what Andrea is. I think she's a healer. And I think that's what she helps people do, which is feel love, get out of the idea of love and embody love. And she kept coming back to love and acceptance, eyes of love. And I want to give you an example. Um, Like a perfect example is like when you're angry at a child and to be able to process your own emotion and to say like, and then just to shift back and be like, I got you. Like, I got you. I'm here. Just that those like eyes of love and support and connection. Um, that's what this magic is all about. So raising children, right? Beyond the diagnosis. This is truly about you. This is what I think is re- this whole thing is about. I think our children are sent to us and they ignite us, and they trigger our deepest wounds. And if we are willing to look at our deepest wounds and love and accept them and do that work, we can then turn the mirror back and look at our children and say, I love and accept you for who you are as well. And that's my goal for you, is to see and accept your children for who they are. So definitely check out Andrea Chapman Anderson. You can find her on Instagram as well. Um, Andrea Chapman Anderson. Um, I'm going to spell it for you. A-N-D-R-E-A-C-H-A-P man, M-A-N. Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And if you've been following along with this um, series, maybe you've listened, this is the only episode you listen to, or you've listened to all of them. um, And you're like, you know what? I want more of Heather. Then I really encourage you to get on the interest list for our mastery coaching experience. So I'm like one part woo-woo where we will dive into your deepest wounds and face your deepest fears and challenge you to overcome and become and all the things. And I'm also one part practical 
And I'm also one part logic and I'm also one part kick in the ass. And I can tell you where you need to focus your energy and attention to get the quickest results. And so when it comes to parenting specifically, people come into my program and this is about uh, really cultivating and creating that connection with your children, but also seeing and understanding them for who they truly are and teaching you the emotional intelligence skills so that you can then embody it and go teach it to your kids because you are the only teacher that is going to stick around forever and ever and ever. And you are the culture creator. So if you want to parent differently, head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash mastery and get on that list. Um, and I take a holistic perspective. So it's not just about parenting. It's about you in all aspects of your life. So you can feel successful both at home and in your work. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. (laughs) 